Oh, welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Mike Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? <laughs> oh, man, I'm doing great, Shane. We got fall camp all across mm-hmm. the SEC kicking off. We Now we got Missouri into the action. Tennessee back on the practice field. Vanderbilt's a couple in. We got Florida starting tomorrow. We got Mississippi mm-hmm. State on Thursday. Uh, basically, the entire SEC is going to be practicing by the end of the week. Absolutely, Mike. I told you yesterday I was so pumped up. It's like I'm like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> we actually have real college football news coming out. Uh, I will tell you, though, I'm going I'm to start off a little bit different here, Mike. I'm going to tell you I went to a restaurant today. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just, I, I, this is kind of off the subject, but I'm going to tell you about a little hidden secret, brother. Have you heard of Buddy's Barbecue? Of course. I'm telling you, their smoked naked wings is where it's at. <laughs> or not dry rub wings. I, I've, I'm, I'm coming off a, a high here, brother. I, I've, when you find something, you go to it. Uh, with me and the wife, she's like, I don't want to go here because it's like, you know, the line was out the door and all this stuff. I was like, I was like, what about buddies? We'll try it. You know, it's been here for like the last 50 years. You know, maybe we'll, maybe they've enhanced their, uh, their menu. So we jump in there and I'm looking at these smoked wings and I'm like, man, that looks pretty good with the dry rub. Yeah. And I'm telling you, brother, it is a secret. So, um, a <laughs> little excited about that, but I don't know. Smoked wings. It just seems right with college football. Yeah. I'm kind of getting the mood, you know, tomorrow I'm probably going to make a big pot of chili. <laughs> you know, it's, like, <laughs> it's freaking 90 95 degrees out here but i'm ready for fall bro yeah no doubt i mean when we're opening with uh shane shane must have just ate this d- damn dinner he's so fired up about it but <laughs> hey we got football to talk about brother and mm-hmm. i had another idea for this show i completely scrapped it because i was going back listening to you on the last episode you were so fired up shane about these mm-hmm. games we got upcoming so i thought it'd be fun be able to hit on every single SEC team here if we talked about the watchability of the first game for every team in the SEC. Oh, so yeah. basically just going down the list, you may agree or disagree, but uh, you know, I, I basically got every single all 14 games. I don't want to call it ranked, but just kind of in the order that I really want to watch this game more than any other. Does that make sense? Yeah, and it's a great it's this is a great one, Mike, because you know, one of the show, you know, the show topic we had yesterday was some of the most important games in the first month of college football. Mm-hmm. And and I and going through that that's great and all, but it's you know, any fan out there is thinking about the first game. And yeah. the reason you're thinking about that is because there's some players on your team you haven't seen yet. Yeah, I think of South Carolina and Rattler. They it, it, who gives a shit that it's Georgia State? But it's Rattler. What does this offense look like? What you know? What does a healthy Lloyd look like? What you know? Mm-hmm. Florida Gators, Napier's new coach. You know LSU. What is Kelly bringing down there in LSU? So yes, there is a lot of great games going to be played in the first month of college football. But that first one is the one that you look for the most because right now your expectations are as high as ever. And you get a full display of how either far along you are or behind, but it's a good 
you know, pulse, if you will, that first opener. Yeah, no doubt, Shane. And, you know, we've got football spanning multiple weeks here with, uh, with of course, mm-hmm. Vanderbilt kicking off on August 27th. We've mm-hmm. got Thursday action with Missouri and Tennessee kicking off the season on a Thursday. We've got a Saturday full of games. And don't forget, I almost forgot about this, Shane, just because I was – not that I forgot about the game, but it's it's not listed on your typical schedule here. We got a Sunday game, LSU, Florida State. So we are going to yeah. be spanning all these games <laughs> <laughs> across many, many days. But I'm going to start, Shane. Let's start at the top. I've been the saving. List. I've been saving up my sick days for this first week. I hope my <laughs> boss ain't listening. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to start with the game that I'm looking forward to the most, Shane, right off the dock here. This game we've been talking about for months and months, Utah at Florida. Just cannot wait for this game. Our buddy Brett Sianca, pick six previews. He's got Utah back in the college football playoff. That should give you an indication of of what you know the national media thinks of this Utah Utes team that played in the Pac-12 championship last fall. Getting to see Billy Napier's first game here, Anthony Richardson and company. Mm-hmm. What will this offense look like? What will the defense look like? So many questions. But uh, this one, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, uh, on ESPN, nationally televised. I mean, th- this is going to be one hell of a game. Dude, this is the game. This is the game that sets the tone. This is the one that that – SEC's if Utah wins this damn thing, brother, they are going to be hanging the banner all over the town. You know what I'm saying? It's all they're going to be talking about is how they belong in the SEC or why aren't they being talked about in an expansion? You know, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear that's just that's just noise. Florida Gators are a more talented team, in my opinion, top to bottom. Obviously, they have got to work some things out as far as depth, but Opening a season, that's that's the least of your concern. Hopefully you, you do well through training camp and you stay healthy. This is Anthony Richardson. We, we we propped him up as a potential Heisman candidate. Some are saying the first quarterback chosen. Yeah, you don't you don't get those accolades and then come out and put up a, a goose egg with Utah. So this is another opportunity to make a statement for Napier and, and company that they made the right hire. So yeah, there's a lot riding on this game, and the closer it gets, the more people talk about how tight this ball game really will be. Yeah, and I've said it before, Shane. I'll keep saying it till it gets here. Billy Napier playing with house money because everybody that's not a diehard Gator is going to be picking Utah. So you pull this mm-hmm. upset in the heat, in the humidity. You get that big ball of momentum rolling down the hill. So right. cannot wait for this game. Now, how about this one, Shane? Maybe a little bit of a curveball. LSU versus Florida State, again, Sunday night, 7.30 Eastern, 6 o'clock, 6.30 Central on ABC. This one I Mm -hmm. got so high on my list. Not that (laughs) I think Florida State's very good, but I just got no clue what we're getting into Brian Kelly's first LSU football team, and I'm I'm dying to know what this team looks like. Will they be world beaters like a lot of people think? Uh, Or, you know, will they kind of – I don't want to say stumble out the gate, but start slow. You know, if Florida State may be bad enough, you can start slow and still win this football game. <laughs> so it's not a make or break here. But, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting that uh, we're getting a, a challenge right out the gate. The game is in New Orleans, though. Is Florida State still doing the backpack thing, or is that over? 
<laughs> as far as I know, they're they're backpack you. Okay, well, I, I you know I hate that it's not in Death Valley. Um, yeah. That's the only thing, but. I I love this game. I, I'm excited. This is the one, this is what I was telling you know at the start of the show. This is one of those teams you want to see what this offense looks like under Kelly. You want to see who's the quarterback for crying yeah. out loud. Uh, I, I think there's just a lot of question marks for LSU, and that's more what this game is for me. I don't think it's I don't think LSU loses this thing, but. You know, this is definitely not one you want to stumble out of the blocks with because, mm-hmm. again, it's one of those programs that that isn't as as good as they used to be. This ain't the this ain't your Papaw's Florida State Seminoles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is a Florida State that you should put away, and uh, we got to see a little bit of it last year with Gainesville. I mean, as bad as Florida was, they were able to beat this team, and and I don't think there is I don't think they're any better than they were last season. So. Um, just question marks. That's that's why this game's so high on my list, Mike, just because we've got so many things we, we want to know about LSU and just the, the identity of this team. What does it look like on offense? What does it look like on defense? Um, you know, a lot of people are excited about Boutte and, and, and all the weapons they have down there in LSU, but, you know, what, is this defense ready? Is it ready for the SEC? That's what I want to know. Yeah, isn't it funny, Shane? I mean, they schedule these dang games out 10 years in advance, and it seems like a SEC is always playing Florida State. And it, probably when they scheduled it, they were like, man, this will give us a nice boost for this playoff run. But <laughs> in reality, it's like, well, we got to beat this team that's probably going to go 6-6. Six and six. We don't want to get embarrassed by losing to this crappy <laughs> ACC team. You know what? Well, as a Tennessee fan, man, we usually do it the opposite. Like, we schedule them when they suck, and then when they come up, it's like, wait, how much does it cost to get the payout off this thing so we don't have to play it? <laughs> now, how about this one, Shade? This may be the best game of the weekend. Number three on my list, though, Oregon, Georgia, in Atlanta. Yeah. And, again, Georgia will probably beat the pants off them. But, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of intriguing – storylines in this game Dan Lanning of course former Georgia defensive coordinator now the head coach of Oregon Bo Nix former Auburn quarterback of course (laughs) now he's at Oregon so we you know a lot Uh going into this game it is in Atlanta it's not in Athens like it should be but you know we all know it's going to be bulldog crazy down there yeah they're not going to honor the national champions with a banner, but they ought to down there in Atlanta. Uh, to me, this is more about seeing what this, uh, I don't want to call it rebuilt, but reloaded Georgia team, how they look right out the gate, nationally televised, reigning national champions. Cannot wait to see Kirby Smart's uh, latest team. Yeah, it's it's not a home field advantage, but we all know Kirby's got a parking spot down there, <laughs> you know. So exactly. don't 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 worry about him; he'll be fine. Uh, this one this one obviously is is got to be to the top of your list because it's two it's two story programs, and I know Oregon doesn't have a a ton of history, but in the last 20, 30 years, it's a sexy team. It's it's a team that that a lot of recruits want to play at. There's a lot of players that are on Oregon that were recorded uh, that were recruited by Kirby and and vice versa. So um, this is national game. This is this is the cool thing about it in my opinion is the fact that the West Coast is really going to be paying attention to the SEC mm-hmm. and uh, and no better team to showcase than the, the reigning national champs with the Georgia Bulldogs. Now how about this game Shane again we this may not be a contest, but still very intrigued to watch it. Cincinnati at Arkansas. 
this is a, a Razorback team on the rise, we all know. But uh, you're getting a Cincinnati mm -hmm. team that they're going to be told all offseason they don't belong. They're going to get run out the building here coming off a college football playoff appearance. You know, maybe they have some fight to them. Certainly, again, don't expect Arkansas to get upset in this game. But you can't start slow either if you're Arkansas. Let Cincinnati hang around. So very excited to watch this Cincinnati at Arkansas game. Well, one of the reasons I like it is I don't think the Razorbacks are getting enough respect. This is this is a team, when you're looking at the matchup, there's going to be a handful of people, and you'll probably see it on uh, college game day picks. You know, Corso probably making something, some kind of comment and picking the, the, the Cincinnati Bearcats. But, yeah, this is, this is a team that, you know, was really good last year, but they had a good quarterback that's not there now. Right. This is an Arkansas team that I really think is – is there uh they are in the the upper echelon of the of the sec they are a true contender in the west and i think they showcase that so one of the reasons i'm excited about this ball game is just that we're going to get to see kj out there just starting off his heisman campaign the right way now how about this one shane uh this one is for you buddy memphis at mississippi <laughs> state then bulldogs you know, one of the more underrated teams in the country coming yep. into the season. It's going to be a night game. The Cowbells going to be ringing revenge on their mind. <laughs> Mike Leach and company, you got to start fast here uh, before we get into SEC play and, and just, just beat the hell out of Memphis. You know what? Mike, I'm going to be honest with you. This one would have been a lot higher if this was my list. I lost a lot of money for this game because they cheated last year. That's not happening again. I don't give a shit what the spread is, Mike. I'm all in. Turn it off. Turn off the radio, Mississippi State fans. This is my lock of the week. I'm going all in on Mississippi State. Disrespected, most disrespected team in the SEC going against the the Memphis Tigers. And I just I this is a big game, brother. There, mm -hmm. I, I know it doesn't. A lot of people don't know it, but, I mean, they're, they're not that far apart. There's a lot of kids at both of these campuses that were recruited by the same coaching staffs. So, I, I think this this is this is a local uh, a hometown ball game, man. This is like a Friday night lights, if you will. So, I just mm -hmm. think this is a good shot for Mississippi State to let everybody know that they're the real deal. Now, how about this one, Shay? This might surprise you that I got this game so high, but – there are a number of storylines that I want to watch going into it, and it's the first game of the year, so it's got to rate pretty high on the list. Vanderbilt at Hawaii, week mm -hmm. zero. Clark Lee and company got embarrassed right out the gate against ETSU. Could have folded and could have just been a disastrous season. They rebounded nicely. But, you know, if we're going to make a bowl game, which is ambitious, I know, you, you have to sweep the non-conference, and it's got to start – with Hawaii, they got a new coach this season. This should be a win, but it is a you know obviously a, a far dis distance to travel, <laughs> so uh, it ain't going to be easy. And there's a lot of unknowns, a lot of youth going to be on the field for the Commodores. So tricky, tricky game. Cannot wait to see Vanderbilt at Hawaii. How about you? Yeah, I'm going to be up at two two in the morning watching this damn thing, <laughs> trying to find my brother in a big orange sweater. You know. <laughs> <laughs> this thing kicks off. Uh, you sent me a text earlier today, 10.30 p.m. 
uh, yeah. Eastern time, correct? <laughs> yes, so sir. So it's it is, it is a late one. Uh, so I may have to call in the next day. But this one I'm excited about just because it's football, man. This is the kick, the true kickoff, the SEC football. We care about all teams in the conference, even though some of the the own staff doesn't care about their football program. I love I love the fact that Vanderbilt is going out here and 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 opening up the season. And I just want to I just hope that we do it with a victory brother Mm -hmm. uh vandy is a program that needs it needs that confidence boost to crank this season up because you know their schedule isn't easy there's a lot of people i think the the win loss thing is uh what was it two uh for the for the whole year was it two or three i can't remember it was uh, one and a half over oh but now even worse so now it's now it's two and a half Oh, well, that's good. And that, that starts with a victory against Hawaii. And, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. I think Clark Lee surprises a few people this year. I really do. I don't know what's going on with this, this tricky quarterback situation. Uh, I think it's still going to be right. But, you know, they're, they're not tipping their hat there. So I kind of like that, that little mind game they're playing here. But this is a Vanderbilt team that needs that confidence boost, like I said, out of the gate. And it's just higher on my list because it's the first game of the year. Yeah. Now, how about this one, Shane? Again, another potentially tricky game. This is uh, a program that that get, deserves some respect. They nearly knocked off Mississippi State, I believe it was last season. Louisiana Tech at Missouri mm-hmm. on a Thursday. Missouri, you know, they've got a lot of questions to get to. We'll, we'll get to them in just a minute. They had a they suffered a tough uh, uh, issue there in Columbia to open camp, but we don't know who their quarterback's going to be and. Uh, you know, a lot of intrigue going into the, this game. I think Missouri is one of the more disrespected programs in the SEC. I think they're a hell of a lot better than people are making them out to be. But it's got to start here quick. There's no uh, McNeese State right out the gate. You you got to come ready to play against Louisiana Tech. Yeah, and this is one of those programs that, you, you know – they worry you a little bit just because you do overlook them. And it seems like there's always that one Louisiana Monroe or Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Pine, you know, There's always one of those Arkansas pine bluffs that come out. And then you're like, wait a minute, we, we weren't ready. And the one thing is you know, there, again, there's a few question marks, especially on that offensive side, of the ball with Mizzou. Uh, they're replacing one of the, the greatest running backs to ever come through that call it that university. Uh, we got, we don't know exactly who the quarterback or how the that's going to play out do they do they lean more toward the youth there so there's there is those question marks but you know this is a this is a big season for uh drink wits man this is this is a season that it, it's it's you know you gotta you gotta do better <laughs> it's like you can't you can't make the funny clips you can't make the the snide comments and and, and get all the 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 twitter links you know sent around with you but if you're not following it up with victories and and this is a, a hungry fan base that's ready for those so you you can't drop this one so i want to see how how well this team is moving uh come week one because i think honestly brother that this is one of those programs that should hit the ground running even Mm -hmm. though there are the question marks at quarterback i i still think that this is a well-coached team and this is one of those those programs eli the way he does things that it shouldn't be three four weeks in before we find their identity i think we discover it in the second quarter of this uh louisiana tech game now, how about this one, Shane? This one probably rates higher on your list because you're so intrigued to watch them play. 
But you already hit on it. Georgia State at South Carolina. It's going to be a night game down there in Columbia. And thank goodness for that because it was Georgia State when they when they upset Tennessee, when they nearly knocked off Auburn. These, those were early <laughs> games. They sneak in there. Right. I mean, these fans are going to be drunker in hell. They're going to be making all this noise. <laughs> they do not know the buzzsaw that they're walking into down there in Columbia. So cannot wait to see uh, the new look South Carolina Gamecocks. I think they're going to beat the hell out of Georgia State. And they should, Mike, just like Auburn should have and Tennessee should have. This is a team <laughs> that has hurt me. You know, I, I every time I see that little blue tiger or whatever it is, you know, I think about that day and just the sadness walking through Lowe's with my, my – just crying, you know, almost crying like I, I lost a puppy or something. This, this, is a, this is a team you cannot sleep on. This is a team that will be ready for you. And, the, you know, it is tricky with South Carolina because they've got Arkansas the following week. It's a little bit of a trap game. They'll hear some of that, that storyline coming up to the season. Uh, but this South Carolina team is, is – is probably the one I want to see in action the most. I want to see what does Beamer and company make this offense look like moving forward because that, there was sometimes it was getting traction last year, but now you went out, you you got the the I guess everybody's pick in in the uh, transfer portal, and we want to see how well does he fit in with the Gamecocks. I mean they they're doing it right with social media. But social media doesn't matter when that when that whistle blows. So I want to see what does this South Carolina offense really look like? How good is this program going to be? And it's going to be a tough test just because this Georgia State team is always well coached and always well prepared. Mm -hmm. Now, this next ring of game, Shane, I mean, none of these should be very competitive, so it's a little bit tougher to pick. But I'm going with Troy at Ole Miss. For the fact that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so much roster turnover there at Ole Miss. Again, they should beat the hell out of Troy. Troy is a somewhat dangerous squad here. But uh, really, I just want to see how all these pieces fit together. If the offense comes out firing, how's this defense look under their new defensive coordinator? A lot of questions with Ole Miss that uh, we really won't have until they hit the field here against Troy. Yeah, no, that's that's it. Lane went out there in free agency, found a whole bunch of boys, and let's see how he puts his team together. And I, I think they're going to be all right. It's just how quick do they jail? Um, you know, I don't think Troy's a team you worry about, but again, you know, it's a good team to, to really stretch your offense, stretch your defense, kind of figure out who your playmakers are, Figure out who's your backups. That's the key because a lot of people practice well. Uh, you may get some of these uh, these transfers that come in and say, hey, buddy, they look good in the shoulder pads. They can run. They're catching good in air. But when the lights come on and you start getting hit, you know, then you say, okay, wait a minute. Maybe he's not our, our number one guy. Maybe, mm -hmm. you know, we, we mix it up on the roster. And that's one thing about Lane has shown us he is so good at at changing even mid game so i'd like to see the adjustments through this ball game now the next game on the docket shane ball state at tennessee i know you can't mm -hmm. wait for that matchup but feels like last year when they played bowling green and scored 55 whatever it was on them <laughs> i mean they'll just run through 
Ball State if everything goes according to plan. But it is a Thursday night game. There's not going to be a lot of other games on. So uh, hopefully they, yep. they end this thing by halftime so that uh, I can focus on the second screen over there with Louisiana Tech, <laughs> Missouri. You know what? Absolutely. I like this. All eyes on the Tennessee Volunteers, and that's the way we wanted it. Uh, a little <laughs> higher on my list because I'm a homer, but, uh, I, yeah, I'd love to see this game about 40 to nothing by the end of the second quarter. So, And I think they got potential to do it. But the reason I'm excited about it is, again, it's, it's new weapons. we got new toys on the outside. We want to see who steps up. What does this defense look like? Are we able to get pressure on the quarterback? Even though it's Ball State, you know, they're going to be well. They're going to do their best to slow us down. I, I, I can't wait for the first fake injury, brother. You know, <laughs> it's going to happen. So, uh, I, I just think it's it, – I am I don't think, you know, Hopple and company tip their hat and show all their plays during this game, but I still think there's going to be some aggressive uh, aggression out there. Yeah. Now, how about this one, Shane? Miami of Ohio at Kentucky. Uh, what would Kentucky? Mm-hmm. Surely they won't look drastically different, but a new offensive coordinator who steps up to be Will Levis's main targets going to be watching that. From what I understand, Miami of Ohio's got you know a pretty solid offense, so we could we could have a little bit of fireworks in this game. But their defense is apparently god awful, so uh, <laughs> Kentucky should have their way with Miami in this one. Mike, this is, you know, they come out with this Will Levis Heisman video and and that's all that's all fun and games and and everybody's excited about their quarterback up there, the QB1. Mm-hmm. When you play a game like NCAA, you love opponents like this because this is when you can pad those stats. This is when you can put – I mean, you want to talk about every highlight reel that's going to be played throughout the season will include some of these uh, jerseys running around. You're going to say, who is it? Who did they play week one? Because there's going to be multiple touchdowns scored in this game. Uh, I am curious if, you know, if Rodriguez hits the – hits the the turf i doubt he does but you know there's part of that storyline going to be played mm-hmm. uh there's a lot of a couple of question marks there on the outside like you said who's the who's the receivers who's the playmakers who's will going to be throwing the ball to so um all that's going to be answered week one and i expect a ton of touchdowns in this one now how about that this may surprise you shane but i'll go again a little curveball here mercer at Auburn. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, they should beat the hell out of Mercer, and I'm sure they will. But, yeah. you know, this this is one where, I mean, God forbid, there's like a pick six or, or something, and, and they start slow. Who knows? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, they'll, they'll beat them 60 to, to zero like they did. The, you know, they had a couple of these opponents right out the gate last year, and they smoked them. So right. that's probably what's going to happen. But the only reason I'm putting this as high as I am is just because we all know the, the drama and the storylines and, and how does Auburn respond to any and all adversity that hits them this year, and, and we got to see if it happens right out the gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is – they should call it mercy because this thing should be <laughs> called at halftime. That's what I'm thinking, brother. <laughs> this is great. This is a great game for Auburn. You know, I don't know how far out this one was playing, but this this couldn't be a perfect – 
opponent for for Harson and company. This is a team that that you know is going to have a lot on them this season, Mike. And that when when SEC play kicks in, they have got to be ready. They got to be ready on on both sides of the ball, and and you do that by tune up games like this, brother. Um, I, I I'm excited because uh, you know it's 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 Auburn against the world, and uh, it starts week one. It's not a sexy game. Probably not a lot of people going to be watching it here, but I think you're going to recognize some some unfamiliar faces during this matchup, and you're going to say, "Damn, you know Auburn does got some talent down there." Mm-hmm. Now we only got two games left, Shane. I had to go with. How soon are we going to get the quarterback out of the game versus what quarterback we going to roll out there? I'm going with what quarterback we going to roll out there. Sam Houston at Texas A&M. I mean, it doesn't matter who they roll out there. They just destroy Sam Houston. But, uh, you know, I, I'm eager to see these Aggies, especially the defensive front, a lot of young players on that side. I want to see them dominate Sam Houston. And we got to see, uh, you know, how many times Devon Oshane going to touch the ball, Shane? Probably – 10 times and, and he'll probably score four <laughs> touchdowns you know what <laughs> absolutely I, and this you know sam houston I, I, shit i mean come on now it, it could be any houston i'm trying to think of alan houston i don't care what houston's out there this this ain't gonna be a ball game we all know that but you know this is uh this is a team that you know you know they got high expectations and and you know I'm not saying that this is going to be a ball game at all cuz it's not brother but there was a couple of games last year at Texas A&M that really drove me nuts because they shouldn't have been ball games and they were at halftime we can't have that this year man this is a team that has got to come out firing on all cylinders they got tons tons of seniority out there they got tons of playmakers. They are a million times faster than anyone on that program. This this should be over by the end of the first quarter, and that's what I want to see. If you're going to go win a national championship, if you're going to win an SEC championship, teams like these, you put away early, and you get those backups in there, and you keep that first string healthy. You don't you don't you don't play around with your with the with your food here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt. But and that I mean that's kind of the same deal with the last game. The only reason I didn't go with it, Utah State at Alabama. <laughs> I mean, come on, give me a break here. This is uh nothing but uh they could have rolled out the third string and they're favored by three touchdowns against Utah State. So yeah. <laughs> you know, this game, hey, it's football. I, I'm gonna watch it, I'll enjoy it. But uh we're basically gonna be pulling the starters out. Uh I'd be surprised if there's any starters left by halftime. They may not even throw the ball in this game, Mike. I I wouldn't. I, I'd put all my offensive line, backup linemen, and just keep turning around and handing the ball off. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's see how good this Gibbs kid really is. You know, get him about 200 yards by by the first half. So, uh, no, this, this is not going to be a fun game at all. In fact, I'm surprised we don't have to pay to watch it. <laughs> but, but it's the start of the Alabama revenge tour. Nick Saban is – he. He is a he's got a list, you know. I, I remember a show or something, you know, the guy he marks a list. I, I Nick Saban's got that. He's got 12 teams on his list and he's gonna mark them all off. He's already started to mark this one off. He'll finish it off in the first quarter. <laughs> well, hey Shay, we got a couple camp updates real quick to, to before we jump off here. So let's kick it down to uh Columbia, Missouri, real quick, where Man, I hate to even mention this, Shane, but we got some bad news right out the gate. 
courtesy of old Eli Drinkwitz. But uh, we got a transfer here from Buffalo. Pens- Drinkwitz. Drinkwitz, Drink- Mike. Dr- I've been correct. Yeah, I've been corrected a, a, a couple times now. I better get his name right since he started trolling my boys here in Knoxville. <laughs> Cord- yeah, uh, Drinkwitz. They're start- well, the guy projected to be their starting center, Pence Bulgar, transferred from Buffalo, slated to be the starter, ineligible for the season. And apparently Ooh. Missouri has appealed this, but the appeal was denied. So it doesn't look like old – Pence is going to play for the Missouri Tigers. And like I said, he was projected to be their starting center. And a little uh, inside information here, Shane. You know, we all know that uh, Missouri was in on a a number of transfer quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Well, I was told from someone that would know down at SEC Media Days, the the main reason JT Daniels is at West Virginia and not Missouri, a lot of people like to point at the NIL. But what I was told – he did not have confidence in Missouri's offensive line uh, with all these defensive fronts that he's going to be going up in the SEC. And now you lose a projected starter at uh, you know a critical position here at the center position. Uh, man, it's just tough news right out the gate for the Tigers. Oh, man, you hate to hear that, especially when you, you, you had all confidence that he was going to be there. So this mm-hmm. is this is a huge blow. And. You know, especially center. I mean that that's your that's your quarterback of the offensive line. You know, typically he's the one making the moves and and, and controls that front five. So um, I'm I'm curious to see who steps up and takes that role. But that's a big hit for Mizzou. Yeah, no doubt. So right out the gate, Drinkwitz, Drinkwitz talks about that. Who will step up mm-hmm. now at center with a uh, Polgar out for the year? The plan at uh, the quarterback position, that's you know that's a question he's going to get asked endlessly <laughs> till he names a starter. And then I love this. It's, you know, it's not all bad news down there. Enos Rakestraw, the guy that they landed over Alabama that, uh, you know, Drinkwitz, his, his reaction going wild, uh, went viral his first year down there on the recruiting trail. Rakestraw coming back from an ACL injury. This is a, a very, very promising update here. What about Shane helping Mike with pronouncing? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> a new chapter here. Yeah, I thought we had a um, good first day, a lot of excitement out there, obviously, just like any first day of fall camp. Um, plenty to, to coach off of, plenty to to um, look at and correct. Today was really kind of the the floor of who we can become, and, and there's a lot more ceiling to go. A lot of really good competitions. Uh, in the good news, anybody – uh, can take it, uh, but but anybody's not specific. We need somebody to step up at these places that, that, that we have battles, uh, and, and that's really what this first um, part of training camp's all about. For somebody to step up, and, and like I said, anybody can do it. All right, but anybody's not specific. We need somebody to take ownership of these battles, whether it's the quarterback position, whether it's the center position, the, the punter position, uh, at linebacker, at defensive tackle, at corner. Uh, we need somebody to step up and be consistent and do the things we're going to ask them to do to be, to be uh, successful and help us win football games. I do have an announcement to make. Due to an NCAA matter that occurred at a previous institution, Bency Polgar uh, is going to be ineligible this season. Uh, we have appealed this decision and we were denied. He is here for camp. He will be with us uh, through this season, um, but he will be in, ineligible. And that's about as much as I can tell you. And so with that, I'll open it up. So, Eli, where's that situation leave you at center as far as who's competing? 
Yeah, so uh, that, that situation will be Connor Tolleson, Drake Heismeyer, and uh, Richard Taylor. Uh, all three of those guys are very capable. I thought they, you know, knock on wood today, we didn't have any snaps that were, were errant. Uh, and so that was that was exciting to get through a day of practice and not have any bad snaps. If you have, I want to follow up on it regardless. Is it possible you'll go with two quarterbacks and two quarterbacks? Is it your goal to only get one quarterback that's your guy? My goal is to help us win. So whatever that takes, if we feel like uh, in the first game we need to play multiple people at quarterback, that's what we'll do. If we feel like it gives us the best advantage to play with one quarterback, we'll play with one. We're not here to make everybody happy. This isn't happiness camp. It's not club med. This ain't participation trophy. It's about winning. All right. So whatever gives us the best chance to win. If that's uh, the old Steve Spurrier rotating quarterbacks in every play, great. If it's one guy's got the show, then he'll run the show. Beautiful. <laughs> Coach, talk to Ennis Rakestraw yesterday. You know, what, what has it been like for you to kind of see him come back from that ACL? What kind of strength have you seen from him? And, you know, what do you feel like the team can learn from that? Yeah, I'm proud of Ennis for being out there today. There was a couple of times that uh, somebody in front of him couldn't finish the reps. And so he just jumped right in there. I think we just got to continue to work with him to continue to embrace the team and, and put the team ahead of our own individual goals. But uh, you know, he, he is a he, he is a competitor and his competitive fire, man. I can't wait. You know, I missed all spring being able to watch him versus Luther. That's going to be a good fun matchup because both those guys have a high level of competitive spirit. But we got to make sure it's within the framework of the team. All right, Shane. So hey, I love the energy, love the enthusiasm here from old Drinkwitz as we call him on this show. But uh, <laughs> hey, like I said, it's not all bad news here. No, it's not. It's not. And, and I mean, we're going to have it. You, you, we're going to hear it, man. We, we're going to hear some injuries coming out here. We're going to hear some kids not being eligible. Uh, uh, it's it's not the end of the world. And that's, that's why we've got all those scholarship players. We just need some of them to step up. And that's one thing I do like is hearing some of the players step up in camp already mm -hmm. because sometimes that makes you better. Um, you know, a coach can yell at you until he's he's purple in the face, but sometimes if you're if your buddy beside you is saying, Hey man, pull your pull your weight, get you going, you know, they'll help you find that next gear. And that's what I like. I, I want to hear some more leaders step up like this. Yeah, it, you know, it's funny you mentioned that, Shane. So I want to give credit to uh, Jason Swain, friend of the show, you know, the great former Tennessee receiver. Now he mm -hmm. does uh, Knoxville radio down there. Uh, he, he's talking about uh, he went and saw the Vols on Monday. They hit the practice field. And that's what he said you always got to watch for is those who's the seniors, who's the leaders. They have to train yeah. the young generation how you practice in college football because these, these guys come in and they, they think they know everything, but they don't know anything right. in the SEC when it when it comes <laughs> to lining up, when it comes to running – correctly to to get in the drill to step up you know who you say you want to be a starter are you showing that on the practice field or are you right. taking it casually these are the things that you want to see from a leader like Enos Rakestraw and uh, you know that again great news for the Missouri Tigers well and that's that's why some of these 24-7 kids that you're thinking oh man he's he's a he's a hit well, yeah, because he's never had to try. He's always been the best kid on the team. He's always been the best kid on the field. And, and the coaches are coming to him and whining and dining and telling him all these great things. He's going to play in the NFL. Well, if you mm -hmm. come into that camp with that attitude, you're going to get left behind because there are 
50 other kids on that roster just as good, if not better than you, and you still got to work. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't put right. in the work, you don't you don't move up this this chart. So that's why I, I think it's important, that, you know, these fourth – Fit some of these fifth-year seniors and stuff that come back. I think of uh, Bannister as an example. Um, here's here's a kid that that could have went. He could have left six years, but he's back on that team. That's a leader, man. That's a kid that's that's doing it for the right reason. And these younger kids can look to him for guidance. So that's what you like to hear out of Mizzou's camp. Yeah, no doubt. Now, last little update here, Shane. Let's jump it on down to Rocky Top where the Vols hit the practice field for the first time here on Monday. And, you know, we gave a shout-out earlier to uh, our buddy Brett Sianca, Pick 6 Previews. I just got mm -hmm. uh, his preview edition. Highly recommended for, for not only SEC fans but all college football fans. And I'm sitting here reading the Tennessee section, and and you kind of forget, Shane. We, get, we forget where we were a year ago, right? But – yeah. Josh Heupel inherited a roster full of smash mouth power based offense and mm -hmm. didn't have a quarterback. And what do they do? They go out here and set eight school records all time, mm -hmm. more, more touchdowns, more points than any Tennessee team in history. And then the defense you look at, I know the, if you look at the overall stats, they're pretty poor, but you got to remember they had 25 guys leave the portal and if you look at the efficiencies, they were around the 50th best defense in the country. Well, right. this year, going into year two, Josh Heupel, a lot more confident. They've got a full 85 scholarship players to work with. They've got a year of speed and training with this staff. And he's loving what they see in this team. I, one year removed from uh, their first fall practice. So let's kick it over to Josh Heupel on, on the growth of this team in a year's time. And, you know, looking for players to step up like Jalen Hyatt in year two. And mm -hmm. the, the buzz out of Knoxville, Shane, this true freshman, I know you're a big fan of him, Squirrel White, he's going to be <laughs> too good to keep off the field, man. They had to keep uh, Georgia away from poaching him. Uh, Josh Heupel loves him, this, this freshman receiver, Squirrel White. Coach, I know you're not going to make any dramatic you know, statements after day one, but just the eye test, do you feel it's safe to say you're, you're faster, you're more athletic with all the transfers, freshmen coming in? It, it, it looks that way at the skill spots. Yeah, I, I think we're deeper, uh, you know, with, with some of those transfers and the young guys inside of our, our program. Um, the, the people that we've brought into the program, I think we've added athleticism, speed, the ability to move and uh, be in functional football positions. Uh, what our strength staff and nutrition staff has done. Coach Schmidt, uh, his, his uh, strength and conditioning staff, Ethan Bauer, his nutrition staff. Uh, we've dramatically changed the bodies from when we first got here, certainly, but even uh, as we finished last season. Last night, uh, you know, in our team meeting here before we get out on the grass today, the opportunity to just, you know, showcase some of the dramatic improvements that our guys have made. Uh, was a lot of fun, and, and certainly the skill spots, that's absolutely true. Uh, the jumps that, um, you know, Trey Flowers has made or Cedric Tillman, even in their body and, and, and how they can function and play. Then you look at the line of scrimmage, too. You look at Elijah Simmons and, and what he looks like. And, and uh, so uh, really proud of what the guys did since January 24th when they got back. Josh, just how much has Jalen Hyatt improved from the final day of last season to – today, uh, first day of camp? Yeah, even in, uh, in the middle part of last year, his, his focus and attention to detail, uh, he understood that it needed to change, and he started making those changes. Dramatically different from the time that we got back in January. 
We talked earlier about guys that have changed their body. Like he's added a ton of size and strength, uh, maturity to his frame. I think that's gained a lot of confidence for him in how he plays with a physical presence. And that can be in one-on-one -on -one matchups. It can be blocking on the perimeter. It can be the way uh, he presents himself and, and finishes plays when he has the ball in his hands, too. Um, all of those factors uh, you know, give him the ability uh, to have a, a big year for us this year. Hey, Coach, uh, seeing Brew out there practicing today, if he gets cleared, what does he bring to the table to this team? And also, Squirrel White looked awfully fast and quick out there. What, yeah. what does he bring as well? He's not slow, that's for sure. Uh, squirrel, squirrel's uh, competitive, really smart, um, mature in, in the way that he handles himself in the building, in the meeting room, uh, physically taking care of his body, uh, his ability uh, for the game not to be moving too fast, really almost from day one in, in the way that he's you know handled what we do offensively. Um, you know, he needs to have a, a great camp for us and, and believe that, that he will. Uh, he's truly fearless. Um, you know, he's not the biggest guy, um, but he is uh, fearless. He's going to stick his face in, in any physical situation that he needs to. Brew, you know, big, strong, long out on the, the perimeter. He's learned how to play in, in our offensive system and, and how to play from the whistle of the previous snap to the snap of the next one. Um, you know, for him, I think he's gained a, a much better understanding of that throughout the course of the summer. You know, the first couple of weeks of June, so dramatically different than by the time we got to July with him. Um, you know, he's a guy that's played college football, right, and uh, competed at a high level. Uh, that maturity is something that uh, is uh, an advantage for him uh, in coming here and transitioning uh, to, to our football program. All right, Shane. So, hey, like I said, what, hey, we're, crown him. Crown him. Crown him. We're, we're one day in the camp. We're the best Tennessee team of all time. You know, that's how it's going to be all across the SEC. But I just thought the Vols would appreciate that little update there from uh, Hype. I love it, man. I love it. Got squirrel running around. Somebody asked me the other day who I thought the breakout player on this team was going to be. I think it's Jalen. I, I just think that that he's just got the speed, man. And, and now it sounds like we got a few of them running around. So I'm I'm dude, this is I'm on cloud nine, brother. <laughs> Move that Tennessee game up your list, brother. <laughs> well hey Shane, like I said at the top of the show, we're gonna have more uh, coach comments upcoming. We're just waiting for those to actually happen. We got the rest of the SEC kicking off, so we're going to be hitting all across the SEC this week and for the rest of the month. I cannot wait to get more news and notes around the SEC, but you got anything else before we hop off the line? Oh, no, man. You know how to get me going, brother. My, my wife, she says, it's going to be a long one. I said, nope. Mike says it's going to be a short pod, and we're about an hour into this thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how it goes, man. You get excited talking about college football, and we're less than 30 days away from it, brother. Yeah, no doubt. So I appreciate you. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. And don't forget, if you made it this far, give us that five-star written review on the apple podcast app or on spotify now you can give us five stars in exchange for that we'll send you a free beer koozie of your choice we got all 14 sec teams represented with their own beer koozie just yeah. send those reviews on over to that sec podcast at gmail.com but that's going to do it we'll catch you on the next one all right see you guys go squirrel 